Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. You're listening to NBC Sports Radio. Sports Radio. Weekend. This is the Two Robbies Football Show. Your number one source for Premier League football on NBC Sports Radio. Now, your hosts, Robbie Musto and Robbie Earl. Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies Football Show here on NBC Sports Radio. I'm Robbie Musto here, of course, with my buddy, Robbie Earl. And we've had a little bit of time off, my friend, an international break. But we're back, and the mm. Premier League is back, and all the big boys played today. The marquee game was at Wembley. Spurs hosted Liverpool. Uh, Liverpool mm. on the back of, of four victories out of four. They beat West Ham, Palace, Brighton, and Leicester. But today was a different test going to Spurs. Yep. How did they do? They won, not with flying colours, Robbie Musto, but I'll say with colours. And how I would describe Liverpool right now, or they are Premier League sturdy. And... They kind of won, Rob, in, in a way, with a swagger. And when you say swagger, you usually think great football and, and, and scintillating play and goals. No, there wasn't that. There's a, there's a knowledge and a confidence about what they're doing, and it's based on a couple of things. Work rate, great organisation, good discipline now, and it looks to me like there's a collective confidence that they're difficult to break down and difficult to play against. Mm. And, and that kind of that's something new for Liverpool, not winning just with their football and their attacking play and the goals, the front three, again, in, involved in the goals, but not scintillating. Mm. But there's a confidence about the structure of, of the group that I think is starting to tell. And that is continued confidence in the back line, isn't mm. it? It just is. I mean, we've talked about it a lot, and I think everybody realises that a new goalkeeper, Van Dijk, Joe Gomez, who yep. wasn't quite as good today. There was a few moments where mm. Joe Gomez just got a little bit caught out. Yep. But in general, Alexander-Arnold on the right-hand side and Andy Robertson, who continues to improve, it seems mm. to me, almost every game. And then the midfield powerhouse. Yep. Um, and just, just on the midfield players. Now, Henderson has played a little bit, but he's back on the bench today. Yep. And Georgina Wijnaldum... Played in the game, Started, yeah. he scored uh, that first goal. Yeah. Is it his position now to lose the yeah. holding place in that middle three? Yep, I absolutely think so. I mean, Does that surprise you a little bit? Not really. Remember, we had a call them. We spoke midweek, and we were talking about you know where do we think, how do mm. we think that the three would be? And I sort of said, I think Wijnaldum now for his mobility, I think he can get across the pitch a little bit quicker yeah. with, with, with a little bit more athleticism than, than Henderson. And I think it's his spot to, to lose now. Listen, there's, there's so many competitions. There's going to be so many rotations and injuries and suspensions and all those things. But I'm saying if everybody's fit and it's a game that Liverpool have to be athletic and mobile in the midfield, yeah, it's I think Georgie Wijnaldum Yeah, I mean, James Milner cool. doesn't matter about his age. Cool. He is that mobile guy. He needs guy, testing, by the way. Re reliable guy. And, and that... I mean, Naby still finding his way yeah, a little bit, Rob. Yeah. There, there, I know there's more to come from mm -hmm. him on an, in, in attacking sense and getting involved and making things happen in the attacking third. I haven't seen that much of it right now, but that three there mm. allows those front three to prosper. And we chatted about it on the show today, Rob, that the defence is obviously better. The yeah. midfield is protective and, yeah. and powerful. We haven't seen the front three Liverpool yet hit their full no. stride. And I know the numbers are They're very good. goals, yeah, yeah. But, but today was another mm. example of... Just in key moments, 
whether it was Salah, yeah. mostly Salah, to be fair, yeah. they're not quite making the right decisions Correct. in that final third to Correct. really finish off teams and to be incredibly, um, you know, impressive and okay. dominant. I want to go there with this one. I just yeah, let's to, go there. To, Mo Salah, brilliant footballer and, 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 you know, capacity to score 32 goals in a 38-game season. Is there a possibility that he, he starts making bad decisions to get those goals? And, yeah. and that, would, that starts to hurt, hurt him. Do you remember there was a great shot of Klopp towards the end when somebody got played and he could have yeah. played somebody in and he yeah. was really unhappy with him, wasn't yeah. it? He, we could, li- could literally could he said pass the yeah. ball, didn't he? Could that become something that continues? I think it's a really good point. I think it's a good observation. Um, I'm on it as well. And let me throw it to, to the other guy, Sadio Mane. Is there a sense that he wants to be the star? And he, and he played under... Not under under the shadow of Salah, but it was so obvious that mm. Mo Salah last season was the star player and Sadio Mane wasn't quite his best. Do you think that Sadio Mane at the start of this season thought, you know what, I've had a good preseason, mm. I feel really good, I want to be the star, yeah. I want to be the goal scorer, and he, on the back of that, has been a little bit more selfish in and around the goal, and now we're seeing that Mo Salah thinks, mm. well, hang on a minute, I, I, I do want to get those so numbers you, you again. Want, is there a problem between a, somebody a li- being that? Not a I, problem, but an in, a little bit of internal competition yeah, isn't, which can be healthy, the, but if it goes the wrong side of healthy, but if then it, if it they're can both affect being the, a little bit selfish, it might just affect that last decision, that last mm. pass, and like they want to score the goals themselves and get those big numbers. Is is it an issue right now? No, but could grow into one. And listen, if we if we've seen it and and get a feel, you can clock have seen it and a feel, and and if it does, I, I think he'll address it quickly. Because this team, are, 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 what made them great last season, if somebody was in a better position than you to score, they got the ball. Absolutely. And last year, 32 times in the season, it was Salah. Let's, let's not hope that they don't start taking those options because, do you know what? It takes away from them as a team. Roberto Firmino scored the other goal, Rob. And he, as mm. a contrast, there's yeah. no way he's ever going to be selfish. No. So what we're saying about Salah and, and Mane, that, that potentially... Just on what we're seeing, yeah, I and think. It's, like, not, it's nothing new they now, but it's be, good to just they flag want it up. those goals. But Firmino's absolutely fine. He'll do the same thing. He gets his assist. He got his goals again today. Just, just, I just thought, on top of Liverpool's mm. the victory today, I still think they can be even better when those front three just gel a little In bit conclusion, better. we're five games in, and you know I'm Johnny Nijic, so I'm going to go there. Are they in a title race? Are they set up to be in a title well, you, race? Of course they are. Of course they are. You know they are. They're in a title but, race. But when we, when we started the season, I don't think we thought they would be in the title well, race. We, 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 we thought, well, I thought they, that them and Man City would be the two outstanding teams mm. this season. And I'm, I'm, at the moment, I'm wrong because there's another one. Yeah. And that's Chelsea. Yeah. And we're going to talk yeah. about Chelsea. But absolutely, Liverpool are a genuine title contender that have a team that looks solid from back to front mm. with depth. And I know there's competitions, yeah. but with those fr- first four games, I don't think anybody wants to get too excited because they weren't the best in the Premier League. No. Today was a real yeah. challenge, and we'll just talk about Spurs in a minute. Mm. Um, but they're absolutely robbed. They're, they're Liverpool look at the moment that they're very hard to beat. And I'll tell you some, another little observation, right? And this is maybe is a little bit knee-jerk as well, but over the last few seasons, there's been, there's been a couple of teams that I remember as part of our, our show... Um, covering the Premier League that I've said things like I think they might go unbeaten or they look like they're going to win every game now we saw that Man City last mm. year I remember there was mm. a Chelsea team was it Mourinho's Chelsea yeah. when he came yeah. back the first, yeah, the first season time, and I think I said yeah. we spoke we, like we, yeah. God they look like they're not, not going to they're never mm. going to concede or, or, or drop points Liverpool have a similar little look not as strong as that but they do look Rob that a team that blimmin' heck I, I, 
when are they going to lose a game? They look so solid, and that has to be a good sign about how they're going to do this season for me. Robbie Musto, knee-jerking. No, that's but normally me. I'm just, I'm just trying to, I'm just yeah, trying to convey I, I, a, 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 something I, I feel you. like. Mm. Wow, they look so good. We're five games and that's in, a great and I hear you. Competitions and, and games every two or three days coming up. I think let, let, let's go through a month. Let's see what shape they're in. But I absolutely get where you are. There's an inner confidence about the group that's important if you're going to be successful. And one thing with Liverpool that we, we do know is important for them as a club and as a sit- uh, the red part of the city is building momentum. Yeah. And I think we both thought at the start of the season, this start isn't that bad. If mm. they can get some wins yeah. and get the top of the league and put pressure on the others, yeah. then the city is going to get red part of the city mm. again. Sorry, Everton fans. The Liverpool fans are going to get excited about potentially what what will happen this season. Let's talk about momentum because if, if we look at Spurs, three wins in the first three games. We're one nil up after fifty minutes against Watford. Lose that game two one. Lose today, and momentum seems to be going the other way. Rob, people are talking about whether this team are a bit tired. Harry Kane not his best. You know the stadium issues become a bit negative. Are things starting to just unravel a little bit for Pochettino? Is this a test now? For Mauricio Pochettino under his management of Tottenham? Well, that's, that's back-to-back losses. I think the, the defeat against Watford away was, was mm. a little bit shocking given that the, they, they were leading and, and, uh, and lost that match. Mm-hmm. I think it looks like the team is, is limping along a little bit. And I think um, you can look through the team from goalkeeper. Michel Vorm didn't have a good no, day today. No, you, you could argue both goals had a little bit mm. of, of bad goalkeeping from yeah. him in it. Um, Kieran Trippier was part of the England team. You look into midfield. Moussa Dembele, it, it, with his injury issues, is struggling a little bit and playing at the base of the diamond today. Yeah. I thought he struggled with some of the power that Liverpool can offer. Winks is coming back from injury. Delhi is injured. Dyer isn't really a, a midfield player that can create a little bit. Eriksen's been quite robbed. There's a lot of things Collective. that means mm. that Spurs isn't performing. Now, whether that, that, the whole tiredness thing is a big part of that, Maybe in, in team-wise, I just want is. to go here, Rob, because we, we've been in a u- unique position, a privileged position to play in the Premier League. Not every season, not every game you feel great. When you were playing, how did you get out? I, I remember a couple of spells when I almost felt like my legs weren't there for a couple of games and I, I'd rest up, I, I'd, I'd eat well, I'd, I'd get to sleep, but it didn't change. What do you mean it didn't change? It, nothing changed for me on a Saturday. I still was a bit well, How lethargic. long did that period and last? That lasted, because... that lasted for me probably, at my worst, maybe three games. Yeah. Three or four games. And yeah. somehow I drove myself through that and came out the other side. Well, you, you, can, you can change your train a little bit. Yeah. If I wasn't feeling good, then I just took, it, I took the, off the foot off the gas a so little bit. So is that bit. what maybe Pochettino has to do? I'm trying yeah. to say, with, with this group of players, how does he turn that tiredness around? Yeah. Well, we know... From a, from a really good source, yeah. that sometimes the Spurs mm. players feel like that he's a real demands them a bit too yeah, much. Yeah, that he hammers them in training, lots of effort, lots of sessions, lots of mm. you know, and, and maybe this team that hasn't had any help in the transfer market, they're just starting to tire a little bit. I, the only, I think, when you think of Pochettino's his fifth season now, Rob. Yeah, is there anything that that the message from him is getting a little bit old? Or, you know, the project is the project coming to yeah. a. <laughs> Three games in, I wouldn't say that, and, and a couple of results, no. But I think it's a, test, it's a test for Pochettino now. It's a little test of... People keep saying he's a great manager and saying you know he needs to win silverware to go to the next level. This is a good test 
of a good manager with a group of players he knows who's got to find another way of getting things out. And the very best managers, Wenger did it over period, Sir Alex Ferguson did it over period, mm. Pochettino's got to find his way. He has got to find a way. Um, and just before we go to break, Rob, mm. Harry Kane. Yeah. Is it mental fatigue? Is it physical fatigue? Or is he, is he struggling because the team is struggling? I'm going little, on, I, I, I think bit, more li- than that. Little bit of everything. Also with a system where Lucas Moura might be starting to create and get a few more chances than he did. He, the team mm. was built for him in the past. I think it's one of those where um, if Harry Kane might just need a rest now and then or, or a little less training in the week, but I still think he's a top goal scorer. He'll still be there and thereabouts in the golden boot. So, Liverpool go to Wembley, do a job on Spurs, remain unbeaten in a fantastic start to the season. Spurs, they need a lift after looking a little bit flat at the moment. Next, we'll turn our attention to Jose and Manchester United, the biggest team in the country who are always in the spotlight, but not always for the right reasons. You're listening to Two Robbies Football Show on NBC Sports Radio. We'll be back in a tick. Thanks for your patience. Here's your reward. No, sorry, it's not cash. Welcome back to the Two Robbies Football Show. Now, lots of talk mm. regarding Jose Mourinho at Manchester United over the last few weeks. Talk of crisis. Talk of a man that was about to implode. Mm. Talk of a man that wasn't, wouldn't last past December in terms of his job at Old Trafford. Mm. I say to you, Robbie, yes. that he has fought his way out of a, a, a deep hole, mm-hmm. scrapped, worked hard, and he's found a way to get this team back on track, crisis averted. Averted is maybe a little strong for the moment on hold. I mean, listen, I totally agree with you. Uh, more wins, less noise out of Manchester United, better for everybody. His team have reacted to him when people th- were su- suggesting maybe he's lost the dressing room. I think in the last two games he's shown us that's not the case. We've seen a slightly different Manchester United in a little bit of the approach. So it maybe at Spurs, certainly at Burnley. Mm-hmm. And for the first half against Watford, we saw a more progressive on the front foot Manchester United, which I think was better. Mm-hmm. Listen, this football club on the whole is so much better when there's no gossip, Bob, when there's no noise. When the press conference... I listened to the last few weeks of press conference for Jose Mourinho, and no one talks about the match. They talk about Pogba, mm-hmm. they talk about Martial, they talk about Rashford... They talk about Luke Shaw. They're always, there's always an issue. Because, because he has a history Correct. of being strong opinions and, yeah. and being forthright and, and not holding back on criticism for these players. Yeah, and not always to his benefit. I, I think it affects the team, and I think it sometimes affects individuals. They looked a happier bunch of players today. Yeah. It was interesting, Romelu Lukaku this week come out and yeah, said, you know, we've got the relationship with Jose is not what you see, and he's a decent guy. And when he's not happy, he lets you know he's not happy. But often he's a good guy and he's a family man. That told me, that told me a lot, Rob, because when players come out and say that, they don't have to. That's not scripted. That, that's somebody who just wants to give you a little bit of an insight. And, and I think that Jose Mourinho maybe has, has just looked at himself and said, you know what? I've got to maybe start doing this a little bit differently. I agree. And I, and I think his demeanour is a little bit different. I think uh, maybe people had a word at the football club about his miserable nature through pre-season into the first couple of weeks of the season mm. and dragging everything down, almost dragging the club into a bit of a crisis when the results went badly. Mm. Something else that Lukaku said was that over the last couple of weeks... Yeah. Their approach is different, yeah. that they're changing something, that they're a lot more attacking, they're a lot more front foot, they're mm. mo- a lot more pressing. And you, you said it, in the first half, we absolutely saw that. Yeah. 
we absolutely saw it. And I think when you see players getting on the ball, moving it around, passing it, having possession, not just sitting back and being passive, mm. the players look happier. And I think we saw that today. And the goal, the first goal came, and they kept going forward to get another goal. OK, don't want to be negative on Manchester United Park because it was another important win, back-to-back wins, and as you say, ease the pressure. But in this in, in the style of play you're talking, Robbie Musto, about being front foot, about mm. being more attacking and, and aggressive, should we not be seeing more of Alexis Sanchez? Isn't this what he's been bought to Manchester United for and paying something like £300,000 and $400,000 a week? Yeah. He's nowhere near, is he? I just don't... I don't of what we normally not, see not, I have not guy. yet seen an, a top Arsenal performance from Alexis Sanchez in the red of Manchester United. Yeah, the, the numbers were brilliant mm. for Arsenal in terms of goals, and, and he struggled last year. United just two, two goals and three assists in yeah. 12 appearances. You just ex- expect bigger numbers. We know that Jose expects more of a defensive uh, focus from mm. all of his players, his attacking players. Is that what's holding Alexis back, Robbie Earl, in terms of his performances? Or is he uh, no, a I point... I think that's an out. I think that's an out for him. T- today, he was in good positions, in good areas of pitch. Made some poor decisions, Rob. His body language at times is a little bit... shrugged the shoulders and stuff. Any Anything money-wise, like he has hit the jackpot financially. Oh, is it, is it has he gone on his, easy is, street? Well, is has, he, has he? I'd, I'd hope not, because he didn't look that player. He looked so hungry, no, no. aggressive, good pro, wants to win, who I would say he'd be in so my what, team So what is week. it then? If it's not that he's got a massive contract, if it's not that Mourinho's asking for him to do more defensive work, may, may, why, maybe, why, is he, why is he not getting the best out of Alexis? Maybe, or why is a player not performing for Jose? OK, is he a bit like some people suggest? Was he the, the big fish in, in the pond at Arsenal? And, and Combi isn't the same guy at Manchester United? Does the style somehow not suit him? Does, does he have the players to play off? Is Lukaku that kind of player to, to play off that, that he has maybe with a Giroud or somebody who can set him up? I don't know. I'm, I'm, I, would I'm say, I would say it's more about the, the style of play of the team. Possibly, the, the, but the, he, he gets one-on-one in good areas. But not many times, backs. Rob. Not many times, is it? Maybe not they, as many. They've been better the last I, couple I of weeks, but can, I just don't see him enough. Back. Enough yeah. of getting on the ball, being busy and combining. Mm. And, and, and He just doesn't look that no. happy a player. And we saw it today, came off. And, of course, every player doesn't like being brought off and mm. subbed out of the game. But he looked a little bit low in confidence or in energy. I don't know. It's just a bit of a mystery because he's a brilliant, brilliant player. I've got to go one other place to the big guy with the big hair. Yeah, go on. Manuel Fellaini. Mm. Is he part of United's best 11 now? Should he be part of United's best 11 now? Or is it horses for courses when he's needed? Big size today. Did a job against Dini and Gray. One with diff- set piece headers that, that set up goals and created goals. Has a big lad got to be in there? He's got to be in there. Fred, sixty-seven million dollars. He's doing a better mm. job than Fred. Fred's out the tight. Ty- Herrera. Herrera's doing a better, better job than him. I mean, with Pogba, Fellaini, and Matic, that's a big. That's over six feet two. That's a a, a big midfield, and he's doing mm. very well. Yeah, the big lad looks like he's in there. Back to back victories take the pressure off United, and perhaps they're getting their momentum back. One team who've been in the groove from the opening kick of the season, that's Chelsea and Maurizio Sarri. Five wins from five games played. They're not going to sneak another title, are they? I'm Earl, he's Musto. Together with the two Robbies on NBC Sports Radio. Nice. You survived the break. You're listening to the Two Robbies Football Show. Your number one source for Premier League football on NBC Sports Radio. Welcome back to the show. Now, let's move on, my friend, to Chelsea. Mm. They continued their fantastic start to the season 
with another victory against Cardiff City, winning 4-1. Ed Nazard, their star player, got a hat-trick, scored three goals. Here's what his manager, Mauricio Sarri, said afterwards. I thought that uh, he was uh, really one of the best in Europe, but uh, now I am changing my, my mind because maybe he is the best in Europe. Wow. High praise indeed. I mean, calm down in five games. I mean, I can I actually understand why he's kind of given those platitudes and confidence because prior to him, as, as he got the job, Rob, and I think it was, we were talking about July 14th before he was in the seat um, into pre-season, all the talk was... Eddie Nazard's going to come back from the World Cup. Eddie Nazard's going to want to lead this football club. Eddie Nazard's head's been turned by Real Madrid. And people were suggesting, and it, it's something that, that people have suggested in the past, that if you don't get Hazard on side, it can be disruptive within your, your football club and, and you may as well get rid of him than, than have an unhappy player. I've got to tell you, and I think you, you, made, you, you made a great observation during the broadcast, he looks like he's playing with a smile on his face. And that's such an important part for Eddie Nazar, that he's got to be enjoying his role in the team, his responsibility, and, and what he's producing with his goals, with his assists, and just with his general play. He's one of them, you can tell him, he loves the football. I, I think he loves the football. I think mm. he's loving the style at the moment. He's loving the fact that his team has the ball for the mm. majority of the game, that he doesn't have to track a fullback running the other side, that he's dominating. He's loving the fact that he's in, he's in the numbers. Five goals. Mm. Two assists in five Premier League matches. That's a goal a game. Yeah. Last season, 12 goals in 34 Premier League matches, which mm. is nowhere near goal a game. So I've criticised. I've, I've said that, that Hazard's better. He should mm. be getting bigger numbers with his ability. Is this now, Robbie, with this style and system yeah. and where he's playing, is it going to be the season that Hazard does hit the numbers that the real, real top mm. guys around in Europe, Europe have, mm. have done consistently yeah. well. Is it different enough to make him the best in Europe? Well, it could be, is, is what we're saying. I read in an interview after the game that Sorry said he still wants more productivity. He said the most Eddie Hazard's got in the season is 19 goals all competition in 2014-2015. Yeah. He should be 20-plus. Yeah. Plus. yeah. And to do that, he's got to maintain this form, Rob. Maybe when things aren't going so well and they don't play as well, they don't dominate the ball, he's still got to deliver, he's still got to have his assists, he's still got to be playing. But I want to point to one reason why I think Adin Hazard may be enjoying his football, and it's a Category A reason. Oh, I'll give no. you a clue. Big oh, no. Olivier Giroud. <laughs> Sometimes Adin Hazard needs a guy, and I won't say a full, a full guy, because that's the wrong, but a foil. The right type of... If, if Eddie Nazard gets a ball and sets it up and plays it into you and you don't get hold of it in a way and get it back to him, he ain't going to give it you the next time because he's that kind of player. We've all played with him. They only give you the ball to get it back off you so they can go and do their thing. He loves playing with Olivier Giroud. He does love playing with him. And I, and I tell you simple. what... Yeah, and I, I think um, the understanding between clever, intelligent combining players mm. is so strong. Now, I'm not saying in any way, right, that I was, I was that kind of level or that sort of player. But there were some players that I connected with as mm. a midfield player to my striker. And it wasn't always playing little one-twos. It might be we look at each other in the eye, yeah, you... I get my head down, he makes a little move one way and he jets the other way and I clip it over the top and he gets in. 
there is an obvious understanding between mm. Azard and Giroud. The first goal today was beautiful. He's ro- rolled into to Azard. He's on the run. He knows exactly that the ball is going in the direction of Giroud behind him. He lets it go. They combine a little one-two, and we saw that twice in the game for goals. There's no, there's no question that they enjoy playing with each other. Now, another part of this, Rob, and you know. I wonder if listeners know how hard it is to, to change a total style. Oh. The style changes mm. has been stunning. Now, I know that the games that they've had, you know, they've had Bournemouth and Newcastle and Huddersfield. They, mm. they beat Arsenal, conceded two. This was another one, I guess, easy. So he's had a gentle start into it. But i got to say, those, the Chelsea fans, and I reckon the Chelsea players, are enjoying their football mm. as much now because of the style, because of the, the possession than they have for a long time. Well, it's interesting you talk about style because when Antonio Conte came in, Rob, he allowed things to stay, didn't he, for three or four games and they got beat by Arsenal and then yeah. he decided, right, now's my time, we're going right. to play my style. This fellow's gone in from the off and said, this is what we're going to do. Now, the, I think the worrying thing for the other teams is Chelsea should get better as they understand it more. I thought this yeah. was a project. I thought this was going to yeah, take me too. the second half yeah. of the season before yeah. we start to see fruition. But to be winning as they're learning, as I've been saying, yeah. five games, five wins with more to come, it's a little bit ominous for a team that, Rob, have won titles recently. Let's not forget, let's not let's yeah. talk about... There's, 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 there's champion players in champion that squad. Champion players. Listen, bit of fun that we threw out a tweet, didn't we, after the games and said to, to our, our, our listeners and, and readers, who would you rather have in your team, Edin Hazard or Mo Salah? I mean, I'm straight away saying, why isn't Ryan Fraser, Bournemouth in there? He shouldn't mm-hmm. be but, but between the two, got some great responses. Naomi Farley said, Hazard, happy and engaged right now, but what if he goes into one of those funks? Mo is a, is a home hitter, you can't ignore him. That's the, the moment he'll blast one past you. Both are awesome, but I keep Mo. That's, you'll never walk alone, so a Liverpool bias. So Ted Lasso, Said Azard Salah is more of a pure goal scorer, but I think Azard is more versatile. He's proven he's worth in the Premier League for longer time than Salah. Both phenomenal players, though. And I like this one from Ash K. Simply said, Robbie, there was a time that we had them both being Chelsea when they had Salah Absolutely. and he didn't have to make a choice. Absolutely. Just a few more here as well. MH Nathanson uh, tweets us to say, this year it looks to be Azard as a smart choice. Teams more aware of Salah and the goals aren't going in like they did last season. Azard benefiting from Sarri and fully confident. Another one here from Dionsi. Uh, Gauthier uh, tweets us to say, he's not playing well right now, but I would rather have Mo Salah. And a final one here from the Nick Bradford to say, to me, Azard is more creative slash unpredictable Salah is amazing in Klopp's system, but I think he's not as versatile overall. You, you just made a good point, and, and just before we get to the break, I just want to... We're five games in, two teams at the moment are unbeaten, Chelsea and Liverpool. Right now, if, if you had to go one way on either of these teams, if, if Man City didn't win it and, and, and it was between Chelsea and Liverpool, where would your money be? It's a brilliant question. Um, I still think that Liverpool... A more durable, Rob. It's interesting. I still think Liverpool, over the course of this 38-game marathon, and they're going to meet. I think mm. they're going to meet. Uh, here we go. It's, it's at uh, it's at Stamford Bridge on Saturday, t- September 29th, where yeah, they host Liverpool. Big, yeah. I still really believe in in Liverpool. Um, I mean, I absolutely love what's happening at Chelsea. Yeah, what, yeah. what do you think? It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a good point you make. Something. And, and, and you just said it. There's something about those champions who've won it. Mm. Liverpool, you know, we know they haven't won one for 28. We know how much we, we want them. Will the emotion at Liverpool and Anfield and, and, and outside that stadium, could that affect them? 
Could yeah, that is it gonna help or is it, is it going to hinder? Correct. And, and listen, over the course of the season, I think we'll get a sense of what that is. But listen, two great starts from, from both of the teams. From Chelsea's point of view... If rotations come in, Rob, we we might see, you know, Sask has, has got to get get, yeah. get fit I think he again. might like Sask. Mm. I think he might like his passing ability. Willian and Pedro either side. Yeah, they seem to be. I mean, Pedro is, is brilliant at the moment. Ross Barkley. Yeah. Kovacic, you, you're going to have midfield um, competition. Mm. You've still got Zabacosta came on today and looked good uh, from a right wing back situation. Like you said, Ross Barkley came into the match as well. So they're looking good, but it is very, very early. Cardiff City... Um, to be fair, had a little bit of a go. Yeah. Had a little bit of a go early on. They got the first goal. But the Chelsea's class, Chelsea's enjoyment, Chelsea's football really is a, is one of the stories of the Premier League for me so far this season. Absolutely. And it was a day when generally the big boys got the job done. When we come back, we'll have a look at the rest of Saturday's results. And then tomorrow, 11 a.m. Eastern time on NBCSN. West Ham have a big game away to Everton where they don't usually do that well. And put quite simply, the Hammers can't afford another horror. This is a Two Robbies football show on NBC Sports Radio. We'll be back in the mail. So you only hear what you want to hear, huh? Well, listen to this. Welcome back to the Two Robbies football show. Now, Robbie Earl, of this Saturday of Match Week 5 in the Premier League, what else caught your eye in terms of the results today? Well, Manchester City had a stroll against Fulham, but I thought it was important Leroy Sanin made his first Premier League start of the season and got a goal. It's important to get him up to speed. But I'm going to go with Arsenal, Rob. Back-to-back wins away from home. Only three wins on the road all last season. Back-to-back wins. And Mesut Ozil getting a goal, which I think is important for him. Get him back in the team and feeling good. Because when Mesut plays well, Arsenal win games. Yeah, I think he's starting to really find some form there now. And the manager's getting comfortable with the players that he's got there. For me... Wilfred Zahar again proved his importance to Crystal Palace, a really good uh, away victory for them. But I'm going to go more on Bournemouth and 4-2 against Leicester. They conceded the, the two goals a little bit later on, but Bournemouth's fifth place position right now, and I know it's only after five games, it's just, again, smacks of, of the work of Eddie Howe. Mm. Um, I think Ryan Fraser, who was an injury doubt going into this game from international play with Scotland, um, scored two goals, was involved in another one. Um, Josh King, they've got a good team. Yeah. Callum, Callum Wilson, of course, is a, is a really good forward that's been unfortunate with injuries. He's fit now and showing everybody what a good player he is. Uh, Lerma in midfield is a new signing that gives him a little bit of bite and some energy. So they are flying right now. Is Eddie ready for the next step, Rob? If he finishes, I think we were 11th last season, if he finishes top 10, mm. um, I mean, what else has he got to do to attract mm. the attention of, of, a, of a bigger club? I don't think he's going to be ready for one of the top six but the ones that the, the bigger ones of the ones challenging those, I mean, surely they've got to be looking at this guy. He's young. Mm. He's got a great manner on on, uh, on on TV and the way that he conducts himself. His teams play really good football. Mm. A good history now of developing younger players and signing good younger players. He's ready for it, and the Bournemouth fans won't thank me for that. But but I'm as you know, I'm a big fan of this mm. guy, and he's shown it again this season. Let's concentrate our attentions on Sunday Fun Day, and we'll want. Hopefully it'll be a, a fun day for West Ham United because they haven't had much fun so far. Four games, four defeats, two goals scored, ten goals against, up against Everton where they've struggled and got, and got a terrible record. Mm. What has to happen for, for West Ham to start turning this around? And how much longer can this continue before... At the moment, no panic, and I'm saying Pellegrini is a man and he's got his team and they'll find a way out of it. 
How far can we go? Up? Can we get to it? I mean, Palace had a miracle last season. Seven, yeah. get, seven games, no wins, no goals. Mm. I mean, West Ham wouldn't want to go down that road. We're not going to be far from that same scenario. Everton away mm. is never easy. They've then got Chelsea at home. They've got a League Cup game. Then they've got Manchester United at home. Mm. Now, and Spurs at home <sighs> just after that, by the way, as well. Wow. Right. So I think, you know, as we know, because we sat down with Mama Pellegrini, yes. his idea about the, the, the shape of the team is about, in his words, we're going to defend with the ball. Mm. I've brought players into the club that are comfortable on the ball. It's about possession. It's about passing. And the, and the players that he's brought in mm. has shown that. But it's not working right so can now, he, So can he change, can he change he is, that? He is not going to change that. So he's, he's got to play himself out of it, Rob, hasn't he? But what if he can't? What if, his team, what if he recognises his team can't? Then what... To me, that's foolish then, to keep going down a road when... To, to do what he wants, Rob, you have to be good technical players. You have to yeah. be confident on the ball and have it in yeah. situations that are difficult. West Ham don't look that the good found, players The foundation was never strong enough, in my opinion, mm. to go with uh, that style of play. I, I mean, of course, we all love Pellegrini. He's a top-level manager. Mm. He's done it in the Premier League. But to bring him in and then to bring all these attacking players in is difficult. You say about changing the system. Can, can Felipe Anderson, can, can Yarmolenko, can Lucas Perez come in from Arsenal for $6 mm. million? Can Jack Wilshere, can Carlos Sanchez, maybe Sanchez, that's more of his game. Can they turn into a, a grinding team? I don't think do they you, can. Do you know what I don't miss, want this to be ageist or in any way disrespectful. Remember when we spoke to Pellegrini and he was a lovely man, told us about his philosophy and that, and we sort of had a conversation after and went, is he going to really fire you up? Mm. Is he, you know, we've been in locker rooms, we've been in dressing rooms, we've known what, what's required. Is he, has he got that fire in his belly that's going to drive this team on? Listen, he may be doing it a different way and it might be through football and intelligence and tactical play, but it hasn't worked so far. He's 65 tomorrow. I think on game day. Yeah, that's that's true. I think that's that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, to further that, is is he is he motivated to get to roll his sleeves up and get into a really difficult situation? You know, I don't know. I mean, mm. he's going to rely on on the likes of Anderson and Marco Anatovic, um mm. Jack Wilshere. Well, he, is going to miss the game with, he, yeah. with ankle pain, which is a, again a huge worry. Carlos mm. Sanchez in his is in his thirties. I think Rob is he going to be different in midfield. They've got a whole new. Uh, goalkeeping situation in the back four apart from Aaron Creswell so there's so much that's new Everton Mm. Football Club still is strong in my mind about bringing in lots of new players at one time to try and make a new team didn't work last season the emergency procedure had to happen do we could we go down the same road where all these new players can't gel they're struggling at the bottom of the league they can't find a point a goal a win and something drastic has to happen silver lining on Altovic and yeah. Felipe Anderson look like there might be a bit of understanding if, if you could get the base right underneath them is, is that a chance can uh, that get you out of trouble we'll I mean see. Will Zaha was, 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 was yeah. a man at Palace can, yeah. can Onatovic be that man yeah, for, for I, West Ham I, he can I just it's just when you see them play at the moment and to be fair they have got a lot of injuries it looks like that Javi Hernandez is going to miss his game through illness uh, Lanzini is still out as well I mean Everton under Marcus Silva are new they're developing they're in transition mm. um, they've got some results so they're not struggling at that moment in time but they will fancy their chances against a struggling West Ham United yeah, tomorrow you do sense West Ham have to get something at Goodison tomorrow so that's it for us just time for a tweet of the day and that goes to Ash K, who tweeted us saying that we don't have to choose between Salah and Azar Chelsea have them both at one stage so Ash please make sure you direct message your address and we'll get a two Robbie Scott in the post in the next couple of days so we're back after the international break 
it was a Saturday when all the big six played. And apart from Spurs um, getting that win, losing today at Wembley, remember for more debate, discussion and disagreement, make sure you subscribe to Apple Podcasts to download the Two Robbies show. And if you like what you hear, please review the show. And just importantly, let us know what team you support and why. And we'll read out the best responses on our next Premier League podcast. And finally from me, thanks to all the good folk at Culver City. Yeah, thanks for everybody for listening to the show and letting us know your thoughts through social media. Watch out for another Two Robbies podcast coming your way on Thursday, reacting to games played in European competition. And we'll be back with another Two Robbies football show next Saturday, 5pm Eastern Time. So until then, it's good night from me. And good night from him. Good, good night. night. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.